Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. back man y'all know what it is and y'all know who's in the building giving y'all the best the most up-to-date and current philadelphia eagles news i'm your host les jennings two pit bulls with me alex a man turner sb we in the building and we want to welcome you guys to the bird gang podcast of nc okay we're the three biggest philadelphia eagle fans known to man and we're going to give it to you raw man you're going you have to love it you know what i'm saying but without further ado let me holler at my guys and see how they doing this wonderful weekend, man. Hey, Money, what up, man? Alex Turner. Yo, big homie, what's good? Hey, nothing, man. Just trying to maintain. How's everything going with you? It's, everything's going pretty good, man. It's Giants week, you know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm focused this Sunday. Hopefully we can get that broom out. And get that absolutely. Sweet. Absolutely, man. Hold up, hold up. Do y'all hear that? Do, do y'all hear that pit bull growl in the background? Do y'all hear that monster? Do y'all hear that pit bull, that dog, that monster? Y'all know what that means, man. When y'all hear that noise, it's the bodyguard, SB Stephen Boyd. What up, fella? What's up? What's good with you? Hey, man, nothing, man. Maintaining, man. Just enjoying a little weekend time up in the mountains, North Carolina. Feel you, feel you. You know, had to get away from city life for a minute. How's everything going with you? Ain't bad. Just out here getting rested up for Getting ready for Giants week. We got to go ahead and put them boys down. Y'all know the vibes out here. It's time to um, take over this division. Let's go. Absolutely, man. I love it. I love the energy I'm getting from my little bro, big bro, SB. So let's get into it. Without further ado, again, we're Bird Gang Podcast of NC. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today, okay? Topics we're going to discuss, the free agency, or not the free agency, excuse me, the trade deadline came and went how we sat on his knuckles. So we're going to talk about that. Was it the right move or was it the wrong move? Okay. And it's been a thing with the Philadelphia Eagles, but today it looks like the football guys are smiling on us. We're going to be welcoming back several key Philadelphia Eagles players, some starters, maybe a few backups. You never know. We're going to discuss that too, man. I'm excited about it. You know what I mean? To be quite honest with you. All right. And we're going to also talk about with those players coming back, 
what are our expectations for them? Okay, do they increase? Do they decrease? Do we say, hey, let's give us some time to get into a groove or do we expect them to hit the floor running? All right, we're going to give you our keys to victories in order to pull out a win in week 10 versus the New York Giants. And then, of course, last but not least, we're going to give you guys the predictions that you can run to Vegas and bet with because we we never wrong, man. We're going to tell y'all what the bet, what the score is going to be. Y'all just go play your money, man, and we can make it happen like that. So without further ado, let's get into it, man. Alex, as you know, and this was kind of part part of your topic. You brought it to my attention kind of right around the last episode. Let's talk about the free agency deadline. Not free agency, I'm sorry, the trade deadline. How he stayed put, man. How do you feel about that? Yeah, man. I you know, I I look at it as one of those things that it was going to happen like the writing was on the wall you know and the key things for me was the injuries to Alshon and Zach Ertz Mm -hmm. okay and the fact that a lot of people didn't know you can't trade players when they're injured they're on injury reserve excuse me so when you put them on injury reserve they're not eligible for any trades okay now did Howie Roseman know this I like to think he did okay right (laughs) That's like his main job, so you would you would assume he knew that, you know. So the fact that he knew that didn't move them. It just it just you know really simply spells out two things for me. You know when you look at the trade deadline, the trade deadline is more for you're going to give you're going to give all the advantage to the team that's buying, right? Because it's it's trade deadline, so the team that's buying is going to get the the bargain as they say, mm-hmm. right? Now, when you flip it to the offseason, the team that's, you know, the team that are trying to get rid of players and, and put them on the block and trade them for the offseason, they're the ones going to probably recruit more. So, essentially, all Howie Roseman did was say, you know what, we're going to sit tight with the roster we have, which is fine. And we're going to wait for the offseason because I can unload Alshon and possibly Zach Ertz and get more return for my investment, essentially. So, I think what how we did was fine. I like it. Let's just see. Let's just focus on the end of the season. And it's good because now we can focus on the end of the season, get that out the way, and then we can look to see what we can acquire. This Absolutely. Absolutely. Great points, man. I love it. Love it. SB, go ahead and jump in those waters for me. Yeah, man. I'm with you, Alex. I agree with you. Um, I kind of spoke on this the last time when we were talking about the, um, the lead up to the trade deadline. And one thing I looked at it is, the injured players that we are having coming back, which we will get into in our next couple topics. But I look at that. You can look at that as being acquisitions because that's something you didn't have before, but you give up nothing in order to get it. That's yeah. true. So that in a sense, that could be our, our trade deadline, picking up really a number of players that can really help us, but not giving anything up in, in the process. So that's a good thing too. Um, yeah, I'm good with staying put because one thing I'm, I'm about is – I say good um, executives, they don't make moves just for the sake of making moves, just for splash or just to get people talking. They do things that's really going to benefit the team. and They don't do things just to get into the public eye like some teams do, like the team in Texas with the star in their helmet. But we'll talk, <laughs> we ain't going to get on them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think um, how we looked at things and say, okay, we really – our money situation is good, so we don't really need to be buying – and we don't really need to be taking on any rentals at the same time. So if 
I believe, like you said, if Zach and Alshon weren't on that um, IR designation, they might have been able to be been moved, but they they were. So it was a moot point. So let's just use what we got and just try to make a good run for the end of the season. Absolutely. Um, great points, SB. I'm, I'm falling in line with both of you guys, man. Um, at this point, um, I didn't really see anything out there that was worth taking the risk on, unless it was a player-for-player player trade. Um, like, I know we had probably talked about Zach Ertz um, being traded to possibly New York for a mid-round pick and a player, preferably a linebacker for me. That's just my my preference. Um but that's about it, man. I wasn't interested in trading a, a, a high draft pick, a second or a third or even a first uh, for a player. I, I was against that. So um, all in all, I, I, just like what Steven said on two fronts, um, I think us getting back healthy players, okay, um, I think that counts as more of a trade deadline type of move, if, if, if you if you will. Um, so I'm definitely, definitely cool with that. Um We'll just see what happens at the end of the summer, at the end of the season, man. We know, we all know, Zach Ertz and Alshon um, are going to be on the block. We know that. We we know D-Jack is not coming back. So it, it'll be an interesting offseason for us. So we'll see how it works, and uh, we'll just take it from there. But, you know, hey, speaking of taking it from there, man, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm just – I'm excited, man, and – it's not even really about the game today. It's just like, you know, the last three seasons, man, actually the last two, the, the Eagles have gotten injured and we have not known what was going on with them. We were always left in the dark and we just, it just, the players just never came back. It used to just boggle my mind. But you guys, man, we are getting key guys back. The injuries are being taken care of. Man. This new medical staff, man, I got to give them kudos. I got to give him kudos, man. So this topic here, we're going to talk about injured players that are coming back, okay? SB is going to lead this topic. SB, who are you most excited to see? Okay. Well, number one off off rip is Miles Sanders. That's that's without, mm-hmm. without, a, without any debate. That's the one we're most excited to see, and we know why, because what he adds to our offense, he gives us a dynamic that we definitely need, and we know how, how much of a factor he is. He's a – He's a very, very good player. So, and so basically, yeah, that <laughs> that goes without saying. But to to me, outside of that, it's um, Isaac Ciamalu. Because what that does for us is it puts him back into a starting guard spot and it shifts everybody basically to where they're more comfortable to, comfortable at playing and it gives our offensive lines more stability. And that is something that we will sorely need when it comes to making holes for Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, Corey Clement, whoever's in the backfield, and also with the pass protection of keeping Wentz off the ground. So hopefully he won't have as many struggles as he has been having. So I think having Isaac back puts the offensive line back into a groove. You're also along with Lane Johnson coming back too. That's going to give us some yeah. that stability we need. And hopefully – better performance all around for the entire offense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree on that one there. Hey, Money, talk to me. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I look at the injuries. I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's something that, that kind of has to be said. We do have to – we have to be thankful that there's only been one 
one significant case of the co- like co- our COVID list, which is you know part of our injury. You know, uh, and Craig James is, is uh, or not Craig James, I'm sorry, Marcus Epps. So we haven't really had to deal with that too much, which is good, knock on wood. Now, what SB said can't be understated about getting these, this lineman back, getting uh, uh, Isaac Salamalu uh, back, because mm-hmm. he he comes back, just like SB said, everything kind of falls more in place. You give Wentz more stability on the line, and then you also have a, a configuration of the line that's more familiar to what probably the coaching staff wants. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's really big. Now, uh, Miles Sanders, you know, Boogie, uh, it's it, it's big to have him back because um, he just makes the offense more dynamic, okay, period. You want to win games, you need a dynamic offense. You can't have a stale offense. The Eagles dealt with that for a couple of years. We ain't trying to go back to that, okay? So it's good to get him back. Um, now, the other thing that I want to note, too, is that uh, – it's my last point here is that uh, – some of the guys coming back for their second week is big, too. Let's not forget about that. You know, you have uh, the tight end, Dallas Goddard. You know, he's he's going to be in his second week. He's going to be Great 100% now. Mm-hmm. He's actually going to be able to – they're going to put him in the – they have more plays for him this week. You're going to see him more because they they know they can they can run him 100%. They don't have to, they don't have to give him a light workload. Uh, and then the same thing can be said for Jalen Rager, okay? Not only is he a rookie, but, you know, he was hurt. He had to jump back in it get back in football shape, really, essentially, you know, and, and he still scored a TD when he played. So, you know, sure. great things from him. So all that entangled together, the team, as SB said and as Les said, the team is finally healthy. And, fellas, I don't know how to react. I, I don't know if I want to cry, laugh, you know, <laughs> you know, but this is the shortest I've ever seen the list. So I'm really happy about it. Absolutely. So – Basically, we're talking about players um, that we're getting back and who we're all anxious to see. Um, as you heard, SB talked about Miles Sanders, which is, I mean, it's, it's great. Um, I'm going to go to a skill position, but I'm going to go to the outside. I'm, I'm more intrigued about Alshon Jeffrey's return. Um, not so much of what he's going to give us, but I'm more so interested in, okay, so what do you do with Fogum and what do you do with Rager? Because I don't trust Doug. Okay, I'm going to keep it 100 with everyone. Okay, I don't trust any of our position coaches. Well, let me not say that. I trust position coaches. I don't trust the decision maker in Doug Peterson. Okay, and what I don't want to see is Alshon come back and he's taking snaps from Fogum. I don't want to see that. You talk about somebody who who will bite through wood. Okay, if I see that, I'm gonna try to bite concrete. Okay, and I don't want to see that, man. So. That's where I'm at. But I'm, I'm excited to get the whole game back, man, at some point in time. I'm, I'm excited for everybody. Lane's coming back. Miles is coming back. Uh, Malik Jackson will play. Um, Craylon LeBlanc as well. He will be playing as well today. So I'm, I'm excited all across the board. With that being said, let, let's move into the next topic, man. I'm curious to hear you guys' answers. All right. So with these players coming back, okay, you guys named Miles. Um, I talked about Alshon. Uh, we talked about Lane, um, Samalo. We talked about these guys coming back. So let me ask you, what are your expecta- expectations for the Eagles going forward? Okay. Um, what do you expect? Do you expect it to be a little rust? Do you expect it to be, okay, well, maybe the first two quarters, a little bit of law time, and maybe the third and fourth quarter they pick it up? 
Or do you kind of just give this game a little look-see and say, all right, this game is a mulligan, whatever happens going forward, this is what, what I expect. So let's, let's discuss that one there because that's important. Um, Alex, go ahead and jump this one off, buddy. Yeah, this is a good topic, um, big homie. Now, I look at it like this. If this was any other team, like if this was the Seahawks, Packers, Saints, you know, that little diabolical stretch we got coming up, you know, um, then I would say, you know, my expectations are that we might falter a little bit and probably lose the game. But, you know, you want to see signs of improvement, right? So I have to say that because it's the Giants, you know, I'm going to be a little stingy. I do want to see signs of improvement. I want to see better play calling because we have better personnel now. You know, I want to see play calling mm-hmm. match what who the talent that we have on the field. You got Rager. Great You point. got um, Dallas Goddard. You got Miles Sanders healthy now. I need to see plays evolved in them. Carson doesn't need to chuck the ball a bunch of times down the field to try to get something going. We don't, we don't need to do that to win the game. Okay, so I, I need to see that play calling reflect. Okay, come on, Doug. I know you can do it. Great, great you know, point. Doug, great point. Dig in your bag and, 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 and get it done, okay? Now, th- so when I say that, my expectations are, yeah, I want to see things change. And we, because of the Giants, we should be able to get those changed, even if they're small, little, subtle changes that we notice and result in a win, okay? If this was any other team, I would say, you know, it might just be a moral victory, as they say. But I'm going to stand down and say that I, we should be able to see the play. We just played the Giants, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? So it's mm-hmm. like we, we they're mm-hmm. still fresh. So we should be able to cap off of what they did, cap off of what we did, make the correct changes, and I should be able to see um, some changes. So I, I'm going to go on record saying I expect to see them. And because of the Giants, it should still result in a win. It shouldn't be a moral victory. Absolutely. Great points made, Alex. Yeah, uh, man, that was excellent. That was excellent about the coaching. Because yeah, with all the you can have all the players, you can have an all star team out there, but if you're not if you're not calling the Facts. right plays, then what's going what you gonna have? Facts. But yeah, my expectations I can see I can see some possible rest coming because not only do you have some players coming back for the first time in a number of weeks today, but we also have uh, coming off of a bye. And unlike Unlike his predecessor, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, I, surprisingly, I found that his record after the bye is in his four years of coaching is one in three. So that doesn't bode. That doesn't bode well. Ooh. He's not. He's not like Andy Reid. Like Andy Reid was always like known as like the best coach after the bye because his he was had like a twelve and three record after the bye. But Doug has so far been like the opposite yeah. of that. So hopefully that doesn't bleed into today. He's the, we're not going. We're, all that goes into the prediction, so I'm not going to get too much into that. But as far as the entire season, my expectations is that we get into the groove and start to play more consistent football. Now, whether that has an effect on wins and losses is hard to say because, like I said, we have some tough opponents coming up. And those people coming back, like if you follow like what Las Vegas does with like betting lines and stuff like that, it doesn't. It's not necessarily going to add too many points to the game. Like, uh, like for instance, like say um, if Minnesota was missing Randy Moss and then all of a sudden he he comes back, it's not like you're going to all of a sudden add 14 more points to the to them. It doesn't necessarily work that way. But having him on there makes him does make the team better. So with that being said, I expect us to 
just be more consistent, have a um a better view, and it could lead to us possibly winning some a game or two that we might not have won without those players, but it won't be a jarring, a jarring difference. It'd be more of a subtle difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, both of y'all, man, I mean, y'all said it. I don't, I don't need, really need to say too much, man. Um, you know, um, one of the biggest points I heard um, was it's, it's really coaching, man. Alex touched on it first. Um, and, and SB came in and, and hit the grand slam. It's it doesn't matter who you get back if the coaching isn't right. Period. So, um, with that being said, my expectations, like I said, I the only person I really expect to have an impact, okay, is probably Miles Sanders because he is such a focal point in our offense. I would say right now, if you were to ask me. I would say probably Miles Sanders, if everyone is healthy, all right? I'm talking about today. I'm not talking about D-Jack or Ertz. We take D-Jack and Ertz out of it. I believe that Miles Sanders is our, is option one. That's that's what I wholeheartedly believe, and I think it goes him. Maybe Dallas Goddard, probably Travis Fogum, um, maybe Dallas Goddard. Before we all know, it was Deshaun and Ertz. They were the number one and two options. We, we, we knew that. Um, but I think right now my expectation is that Miles is going to have a big game because uh, he's our number one option, and, and that's just my opinion on it. So um, we'll see there. We'll see how it goes, man. Um, but I'll tell you guys what, man. Let's all take a quick break. Everyone jump up, grab some water, do a, do a couple of stretches, come right on back. We can finish the second half of the show. We're going to go ahead and pay some bills from our sponsors. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Bird Gang Podcast. Uh, we're here for the second half of the episode today. All right, so we're going to go ahead and talk in about the keys of victory. Okay, this is important. And I believe the keys to victory this week, man, I, I believe we're going to have fun because we've got so many players back. I, I feel like we can all offer creative answers to the keys of victory, man. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, SB, you the lead uh, dog. Key, jump the there. keys don't seem to change too much week to week because the fact we had the main factor is well, two main factors: coaching needs to um, tighten up the play calling, and if we can get a hopefully turnover free, maybe it depends on the situation. But like sometimes turnovers happen, but. If we could have a mistake-free – mistake, I should say. That's a better word. Mistake-free game from Carson Wentz, that's, that that will put us so much more over the top that it, that, that pretty much will – should almost guarantee a victory. So my keys to victories are just basically, yep. like I've been saying for the last few weeks, keep it simple. Don't – keep keep the car in between two lanes. Don't try to do too much. You do that, and we should be fine. Don't you shouldn't be out out there running, running dog on Philly specials and all that type of stuff. We don't need to do all that. Just go out there, play smart, fundamental, sound football. Do the things we need to do. We are, even though the Giants are playing a lot better right now, we are still the better team. And knowing the way this, Thanks. knowing the schedule we have coming up in the division situation, we need to be 
playing like a desperate team, even though we are in the driver's seat. We need to go ahead and go out there and just take care of business. That's the key to victory. I'm not going to get too many X's and O's and all of that. Because right now, in this game, just to go take care of business. Expect a tough game, but take care of business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great points, man. Alex, what's up, big dog? Yeah, brother. Um, SB, man, fantastic job as always. Um, I, I, I kind of I echo those sentiments that you said, you know, and, and I think one of my keys um, – is like you said, the mistakes, man. If if Carson has less mistakes, you almost like you said, you almost by default. I mean, crazier things can happen, but you almost by default can say we have probably a thirty or forty percent chance of winning the game, a higher chance of winning the game. You know, because it's just that it's just that crucial, and this goes to anybody in the NFL. You don't want to turn the ball over. If your quarterback is turning the ball over, whether it's because of coaching, because of the player decision you aren't going to win the game most of the time. You know what I mean? So clean up the – it's just cleaning them up. Clean up the mistakes, okay? And I, I feel like Doug can can put Carson in a better position for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the other thing I, I think is really important is, like, this game, this game against the New York football Giants, it's like the, we almost reset the season, okay? Let's look at it like we're, we're starting over. This is a brand-new season. And it's like we win this game. It's like we start off the season how we were supposed to start the season off. Okay, we win. We we we, we would win. You know, sweep the Giants, or or let's say the other couple games too. The uh, Giants and the, I'm sorry, the Giants and the Cowboys game. We won those games and we beat the Giants too. We're looking really good in the division. We can kind of focus on these tougher teams and then try to wrap it up at the end of the season. Okay, so this game is very very important to the team. Um, some of the other things I look at is how often player uh, other teams have ran on the Giants. Um, they've allowed 503 uh, yards um, from running backs, which is the highest in the league. And who do we just get back from injury or from injury? Yeah. That man, Miles mm-hmm. Sanders. Okay, so when you look at that, if you're a head coach, you're an offensive coordinator. Well, we don't really have one. You're a group of offensive offensive minds. And you're Doug Peterson. You see that stat? You know you see that stat somewhere. You need to run the ball, Doug. Run the ball, okay? We have Boston Scott, a.k.a. the New York killer, a.k.a. the New York Jack the Ripper, okay? So he – you need to – he needs to be – both of them, him and Sanders, need to be heavily involved, okay? Run the ball, Doug. Run the ball, and, you know, good things are going to happen, okay? <clears throat> then my last thing is – excuse me. You know, Daniel Jones is no longer – Danny Dimes, he's Daniel, uh, he's Daniel Loans. I, I think I said before, because he be he be loaning the ball away. Okay, so if you know Daniel Jones plays like that, and you pressure him, and he turns the ball over, I want to see some turnovers defense. Okay, last time we played them, we had good turnovers. Okay, one was a little, you know, one was my maybe I don't know, but we had some good turnovers, but they didn't result in anything, right? I think Jalen Mills had a turnover. Uh, I think he had a pick. Um, and it's just like you, it, those drives never amounted to anything. I need those drives to amount to uh, at least field goals. SB, we talked about that a little bit. Okay. Get some points. If they're, if we're, if that three, if, if you're thinking about a fourth and one and you're not sure, Doug, okay, stop going for it. Kick the damn field goal. Just give us the three points, man. Okay. I get it. You're aggressive head coach. You like switching it up or whatever like that. 
Okay, but stop. Abandon that. That hasn't been working for us. Kick the field. Take the three points, man, you know? <clears throat> and it helps Jake Elliott. He might get more in a rhythm and kick a, a game-winning field goal further down the line. You know, you never know. But let him kick the ball, man. Let him kick the field goal. You know, put some trust in him. Let him kick it. You know, and we go from there. And then my last thing is just special teams. SB, we talked about this too off air. Man, we got to punt the ball, man. Same thing. Going Some of those fourth and ones where it, give, it gives the other team really good field position. Punt the ball, man. We have one of the best punters in the league. Punt the ball, man. Get, get, Les, what'd you say? This game of points and yards, okay? Give the team bad yardage, okay? And let them see what the defense can do. Stop giving them ball at the 50, close to the 50, R48, where it doesn't take long to march the ball down the field. You know what I mean? Like, uh, even bad teams are going to be more successful that much yards, okay? So, that's my other thing. I think if we can knock all those things down, uh, we, we, can, we can secure the dub. Great points, both of you guys, man. Um, I'm with you guys, both of you guys. Here's how I'm looking at it, man. Um, The last three games, Ravens, Giants, Cowboys, Jim Schwartz has been the better coach (laughs) than Doug Peterson, okay? And if you've been following the show, and I know you guys have, you know I'm not a Jim Schwartz fan. You know that. But I'm here to tell you. <clears throat> and I, 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 the reason why I break them two into groups is because it's very well known that Jim Schwartz controls the defense. He's like his own little world. You know, Doug can't tell him what to do. He can't tell him what to do. And Doug has the offense, and that's that. Okay? The last three games – Okay, after the Pittsburgh game where Doug called a great game, which I still to this day don't understand how that happened. And Jim Schwartz got smoked. I think Claypool just scored another touchdown, if anyone was wondering. (laughs) But the last three games since then, Jim Schwartz has actually done very well. It's been the offense. Okay, so again, keys to victory is this. Doug. Just be average. Just be average. Just pick up your football one-on-one guide, okay? Just do that. If you follow the instructions in football, in the football one-on-one guide, we'll win this game comfortably, comfortably, okay? Because I'm going to tell you something. In the last Giants game, you know, everyone looks at the 22-21 to 21 score and, oh, if Evan Ingram – catches that the Eagles lose. Okay, yeah, I understand that, but you're, you're, you're not talking about everything that led up to that. You're not talking about the six trips into the red zone and we scored twice at the end. The other four, you're not talking about where we had turnovers, loss of downs, and Elliott missed the field goal. That game shouldn't have been close, Dougie. It should not have been close. Okay, you went for a two point conversion three times, and we were 0 for 3, Dougie, against the Giants, not the Cowboys. We got it one against the Cowboys. I'm talking about the Giants game. So, yes, the story when you turn on your TV is all oh, Everett Ingram, he didn't catch it, or oh, the Eagles would have lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And we shouldn't even have been in that position if you just do football one on one in the red zone six times, man. At a minimum, 
let, the, the other two, you scored it. We scored a touchdown and won the game. Okay, but let's take those away. We have four times. Okay, Th- those four times at a minimum, that's twelve points. That's what you? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, 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 grant, now, grant, now, granted, I think Elliot missed a field goal. Granted. Okay, so let's take that out. So instead of that, you have nine points right there. So add nine on to 22, Dougie. That's 31. That's what I'm saying. You take the points, man. See, that? you take the points. It's, it's three it's, points. It's, we should have never been in that position, okay? So just call an average game, Doug. That's it. And like I said, fourth down and one. If you're going to call it empty set, which is retarded, <laughs> But, okay, if it's fourth down and one and you call it empty set, okay, don't throw a five-yard out route, Doug. Doug, that's the hardest throw in the NFL to It's the hardest throw to make. Why would you go on a, on a fourth and one, you call a five-yard out, right? out route, man? And if I'm, now I'm I mean, thinking where they get the ball. Where is the ball at? Around midfield. Around midfield. The ball was, I think, maybe been like on the 40. I it, exactly, field, but it was exactly just, my point. You just give them the ball. It, <laughs> yeah, but see, the, the thing is, I don't mind if Doug goes for it. I don't mind if he goes for it and we miss it. What drives me nuts is you go for it and the play call is atrocious. I'm going to tell you what would have gotten the first down. I'm telling you right now. And, yes, I'm just a dude just on a podcast. I don't know yeah. nothing. I know I'm not a coach. I get it. If you're going to go empty set, just run, run a draw play. Yeah. That's all yeah. you got to do. You got the defense spread out. You you got five offensive linemen, and you got three defense because you know that the Jets, uh, the Giants, run a thirty-four. They got they had three or four linemen at the most. Yeah, we had the numbers game. Yeah. Just run numbers a draw, or if you really, or if you really want to do it, put Jalen Hurts in the game and go empty. <laughs> now you put the defense in a position. They're like, okay. Do we worry about Jalen running it, or do we need to protect this slant route or this curl route or this hitch route? What do we do? Right. It's simple. It's football one-on-one. So just, Doug, that's it. I'm sorry to be long-winded, guys. Doug, just just call an average game plan. We win this thing going away. I can kick my feet up in the third quarter, okay? So speaking of that, let's go ahead and, and tackle these predictions, man. All right? Alex, you're going to go ahead and lead this off. Give us your score. I mean, give us who you think is going to win the game and then your score. You know, you know, I, I really want to get the sweep. Okay, I want to I want to pull the, brim, the brooms out. I mean, we dominate the Giants anyways, um, you know, for a while now. So, I, I, you know, I'm not – I've got a good feeling about that. My, my thing <clears> – <throat> this is where my prediction comes down is I think the – we, I think uh, Gano, their kicker, the Giants kicker, is a way better kicker than our kicker. And <clears throat> I think it comes down to a field goal because just the way – I have to give credit to New York. They're playing well. Um, they're at least playing better, you know, and we're worse. We have to get to that point. We have to get to a point where we're playing better. And we're lo- if we're losing games, we're losing by a field goal or within one point, you know, within um, – that kind of territory. So we're still we're still trying to prove that, you know, that some of it is a fluke, bad play calling, whatever. So <clears throat> I'm going to go around that. I think Philly's going to still win the division, but I think we lose this game, y'all. Okay, I think we drop it. I think we lose somewhere around the 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 uh, ballpark of. Let's see. We're probably going to lose 
23 to 23 to 20. Okay. And we lose by a field goal. And Graham Goodnow, I think that's I think that's his first name, kicks the field goal, about a 49-yard field goal, and wins it. Um, so I got us losing. It's gonna be a tight game, but I got us losing by a field goal. Okay. Yeah, the the you fact that me. New York is playing a lot better each week, even then they actually got a W last week against Washington, but every week for the last four or five weeks or so, they have been playing better football. They gave Tampa a, a very tough game. They gave us a very tough game, mm-hmm. and then they end up beating Washington. They really should have dominated the game against Washington, but they did end up getting the W. They're playing better football. And that new coach, Joe Judge, mm-hmm. he has them inspired and everything like that. So credit to them for that. It's, and with, without their best player in Saquon Barkley, they're playing better. So, yeah, much credit to them for that. So I expect a tough game. It's not going to be easy. We're in their house, even though – Road teams and crowds and all that is not much of a factor this year. It's still going to play somewhat of a factor in this game. We know how hard it is to kick in the Meadowlands, in MetLife Stadium. We know how hard it is to kick there. So, like, your special teams takes is really very important because historically kicking has not been easy in that, in that state and in, in over there, in both stadiums, I should say. I have us winning the game, but it's going to be one of those tough, hard-fought games Kind of like one of the games that we pulled out last year on that um, run to the, win a division. One of those type games that's a nail biter and you're nervous all the way through, but we end up winning. And partially because I don't trust Doug to just coach that B minus C plus average game. I believe he'll he'll dip down into that D territory and put us in some positions that really aren't good, but I, ultimately I think we win the game just because of the fact that we actually have t- the talent, and it might even come to Carson having to make one of those crazy drives at the end or a crazy type play, but we win the game. It's a one-score game, just like you said, Alex, but I think maybe we cover. Las Vegas is given is given 3.5, so a lot of people are picking the Giants to even cover or lose by three. I think we'll cover. We might – it might be a four-point game or a seven-point game, something like that. Still a one-score game, but we win. I'll say I'll say 27-20. We should be able to put up more points than we did last week – last time, I should say. So, I'll say 27-20. Great, great, great shots by both of you guys, man. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, man. The Eagles are winning this game. Oh, <laughs> Um, but so that, 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 that part I can guarantee you, um, what I will say is this, my, my thought process is this SB mentioned it. I don't trust Doug. I don't. Okay. But what I will say is I trust Carson in this spot with players that he, that, that are, are for him. Okay. So now you have Ward. I mean, uh, you, you, you have Alshon playing, you got Fogum, got Goddard. You got Miles. You got Rager. You got our offensive line back that should be a little bit better. Um, our defense has been playing much better. And I got to give a shout-out really quickly to Jim Schwartz. The last few weeks, man, you have done your job. Okay? Went back and looked at some stuff, um, some cut-ups, man, and just stuff like that. I didn't realize. I was actually wrong. I told the fellas that he was number five. He's actually ranked number four in passing yards. So think mm-hmm. about that. 
We used to stay in the 20s for uh, I'll show, giving I'll up. I'll show you how much Darius Slay, man, has made. <laughs> exactly. So I, I say that. Yeah, New York, as far as the um, – if you if you go back and look at the, the, the last game, um, that play that Golden Tate got over Craven LeBlanc, that touchdown, I mean – that's not going to happen again. That, that Craven played that. Yeah, that was just best a perfect play, right? Gold just made a he play. He just made a play. Yeah, he just made a play. Yeah. That wasn't that. That wasn't even that wasn't even then. And then on after that, um, the the uh, the second touchdown that they scored um, was an eighty yard run yeah. by Dave, by Daniel Jones. That's not going to. I don't see that happening. So, and like I said, it wasn't until the last drive of the game for them really, where they went on an eighty yard seventy minute. You know, seven minute drive. That was the only drive during the game that they put together where they just beat us up and down the field. Prior to that, they couldn't move on us, bro. They couldn't do anything on us. So I say all that to say, um, I like Carson Wentz to cover what Doug Peterson F's up. Okay. And I like Jim Schwartz to come up with a game plan to stifle Daniel Jones. Today, I got the Philadelphia Eagles winning 31. Possibly 17. Um, I really wanted to say 14, but I'm gonna, I feel comfortable saying 17 last minute field goal. So um, I would yeah, say I would 31, like to 17. See, we should win comfortably like that. And I would like to see it. But the way this season has been going and the way Doug has been operating things, I need to see it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. Um, I'm, I'm just more or less like, I think. This to this this game to me is more about Carson, okay? Carson, to you, 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 listen, Doug is going to stink it up, okay? I can I can tell you that. I, I don't even need a crystal ball to tell you that, okay? But w- with this game and with these players back, think about that. You got Alshon, Fogum, Rager. You got Lane Johnson back, and you got Miles Sanders, okay? I expect you to cover up Doug's flaws. If you can't cover up Doug's flaws in this game, and I'm speaking about Carson, okay, and we're going back to what SB mentioned earlier about, you know, the costly mistakes and all that stuff. You got your, you got your full gambit now, buddy. You got your full gambit now. So you need to be you, – you know what you need to do. I don't need to say anything else is what I expected. If you can't give us that, you know, if we somehow lose this game, we got bigger problems. And I will, I will even venture to say this, fellas, really quickly before we die out. This is a must-win game. This is a must-win game. Yes, in week 10, I said it. I said it. It is a must-win game. So that's why I'm at with it in the predictions. We're going to see what it is. Um so I want to say thank you to the subscribers and to the listeners. We appreciate you guys. Without you guys, we wouldn't have any of this. Um, and I truly mean it when I say that we do this for you guys, man. We love talking Philadelphia Eagles all day, every day. Um, and it's great to be able to uh, share our views with you guys. And having said that, we want you guys to share your views with us. Feel free to leave a response, a reply, a comment. Let us know what you think. All right. We would love to interact with you guys. Um and that's that. Um, Alex, go ahead and let the listeners on, let them let them know what medium platforms they can find us. Yeah, Les, appreciate that. Hey, look, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple, 
podcast, Spotify. They have podcasts too. And if you're a big fan of radio music and you listen to your favorite radio stations, we're even on iHeartRadio. And all these platforms, all you got to do is type in uh, Bird Gang, you know, like, subscribe, share, and tell a fellow Eagles fan that might be a little optimistic about the season, spread the, spread the podcast, man, man. We might be able to change your view. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nah, man. Appreciate that. SB, anything you want to drop on them? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. I'm I'm your host, Les Jennings, again with my two dogs, Alex Turner, Stephen Boyd. Let's go, Birds. Get this W today. Uh, Until then, Bird Gang, we out. Go, Birds.